And we are live. WrestlePurious Worldwide, hosted by myself, Joe Hulbert. Ibu of WrestlePurious, better known some of you guys as Backup Hangman. And uh, yeah, after quite a negative, terrible week last week, he was kind of hoping to get started off with a more positive week this Monday. And uh, we've been hit with some quite unfortunate injury news. Definitely not as unfortunate as the news last week, but still quite unfortunate nonetheless. So we've got quite a few things to get into as well, especially with the fallout of the Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, CM Punk is injured, uh, logged in missing WrestleMania 40. So we've got that to get into. But first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats with any questions, any takes, anything like that. Uh, turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. Same my fellow co-host, Joe Hulbert. What's going on? I'm okay, mate. I'm doing all right. I, uh, as you know, I after Thursday's show, kind of let myself reboot some over the weekend, and then I, I kind of realised this morning that I, the reboot is still in process. So I'm, so <laughs> I'm trying to be a little less, uh, less active for this week or so, just because it's been, it's been a wild time. As you mentioned, the latest story is obviously not really comparable to what we were talking about at the weekend by any means. So, but you know, uh, we will get into all that and more. Nonetheless, I hope everyone is well. Yeah, man, yeah, man, all good. Uh, Ibu of WrestlePurist, you know, a lot of people see you as a very big CM Punk guy. I'm not sure if you've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite devastating news for the typical CM Punk fan. CM Punk being injured seems to be a pretty significant injury. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's missing WrestleMania. So, how are you doing on this Monday, Ibu of WrestlePurist? I'm fine. It's been a very uh, hectic day, a lot of moving parts, and it's been like that all weekend for me. I think I think things will finally settle down midweek, but until then, until then, it's just a lot of just a lot of shit. Uh, regarding CM Punk, I mean, yeah, it sucks. He, my favorite wrestler, and uh, in a weird, weird, morbid way, at least, and I said this about Rey Mysterio and Saudi. At least I know that him looking bad in in that match was mainly because he was hurt and not that he just was super cooked. Uh, But yeah, no, Punk Missing Mania really sucks. Um, It's not that big of a blow to WWE, in my opinion, because their roster is so stacked and like he was always just a cherry on top to them mm. but but what what i who i feel for the most is cm punk because he was really jazzed up about this run he was about to go on like he was really jacked up about it he was really planning on going on a vindication tour he was actually going to be scheduled to do most tvs from now to mania like he was going to go on a more pretty much weekly schedule and he was really fired up about it and uh this is extremely demoralizing when it came to that because he was going to vindicate himself and finally main event mania and all that and uh that being taken away from him i i feel bad for him to be honest with you rather than like wwe uh but but yeah i mean besides that i'm, I'm okay and i'm ready to, to just kind of get into some wrestling with the worldwide crew and uh you know it wasn't all bad monty because a certain somebody looks like they're going to finish their story yeah man we definitely got into that quote a lot yesterday um Joe Hulbert, though, man, this first time talking to you since the Rumble. Uh, before we get into it fully, I was right, bro. I told you. I told you. I told the masses. We're not getting Dwayne on this side of WrestleMania. You said it. You said they it. laughed man. at me, Joe. You seen this first I time. laughed at you. You saw I the did. live yeah. chats. You saw yeah. the comments. You seen it. You seen it. Jo- so who's laughing now, Joe Hulbert? Um, I guess you, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 no, you know what? I actually, uh, 
I when we there was a show we did when the rock thing was really running wild. <laughs> and I let I entered that show thinking like, yeah, Dwayne's probably gonna work Mania. And we discussed in a way where I left it like convinced that Rock was working that show and the chat was trying and so I kind of went with the momentum. I some I've learned in previous years that I should listen more to my friend Montgomery because you're often more right than wrong. I was really thrilled for uh for Cody. I mean, you guys know like on this show I'm the least Cody van by like a distance. <laughs> but I mean to say that he's earned <clears throat> You know, to say that he's earned a chance to finish his story after nine months after he should have finished it the first time around would be, would be an understatement. I, I was thrilled for it. I'm, I'm glad you were right. And Bailey winning her first rumble as did well. You, did you guys yeah, see man. Cody's opening statement at the press conference? I did, yeah. yeah he was awesome at the press conference. Oh, Joe, when he walked out there, he's like, I seen the memes, I seen the gifts, and he's just like, he made it. It was so beast, guys, because he did that that wrestler thing. He was like, this is the greatest era in sports entertainment, and I stand on top of it leading the charge. He's like, I'm the guy. I was a three-count away from leading a generation and being the person. Oh, he was talking his shit, man. He was talking his shit. He called um, he called Tampa. What did he say? He was, he's, did he say it was Eddie Graham territory, I think? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> like... It was a lot. His, his answer to DDP was so cool, man. He got that cool that that a dyna, that um sideways camera angle. He's talking about his mom. And he's getting emotional. He's just like, yeah, man. I I don't tell her finishes. You know, I just ah uh, oh, man. You know, and he, he he's I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Thanks, D. And I was like, man, this guy is uh, he's just he's just the man. He's just the man. And he's gonna finish the story. He's gonna finally end Samoan House of Torture. He's gonna finally do All right. it. Okay, uh, yeah, take yeah, it easy. Settle take down. It easy. Listen, 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 listen. Settle. There so. was once upon a time when the bloodline fucking ruled. They did. They did fucking rule. There was a time when, you know, true. When they were all walking out like seven dudes deep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like late 2022. You know what I mean? The Usos were together having those fun tags on SmackDown. Sammy's with the gang. You know, Solo's just kind of standing there. Roman's there. There were some hard dudes, you know, but but this this current Roman uh you know uh solo evil and um and, and jay togo run i don't know i don't know fuck you he's <laughs> 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 uh, definitely is on his last legs for like all bits yeah, yeah, yeah. i want to go that far i won't go <laughs> no. that far sure. is hanging on right, yeah. right. I- I, I won't go that far only because there's genuinely no such thing as a good house to torture match. Like, the, it's, like it's impossible. Ren Narita couldn't have a good one with children, and they, and they were their match was set up to be good. You know, it was so. very long. <laughs> have you seen it? Oh yeah, that's all right. Let's um, let's start with some super chat, and then we'll get into the news and then uh, reviews, weekend recap, whatever you want to call it. Um, losing fight one ninety nine. Appreciate you as always. Having Punk replace KP. On commentary, mm. Mm. I'd rather. That's too much exposure on the main roster while he's while he's hurt. I'd rather he be a. I'd rather he, and this is like it's up to him in his life, right? I think the best thing for him though, is to be around people and be around positive energy and feedback, rather than just being in his house. And so I think he should rent in Orlando genuinely, and I think he should be around the students, be around the be around the kids. Working, practicing, teaching, learning how to produce more, getting the ins and outs of that, watching Shawn Michaels shadowing him, and just kind of hanging out with the crew like that. I think you should just hang out in Orlando and in that PC. When do you, know you got that pitch? idea from? I have a pitch. 
Oh, hold on, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Okay. He's like, he really does. He does this sometimes, yeah. He's got to this point, though, where it pops me. I'll just throw a random idea out there, just talk, you know, just chatting. Well, he repeats it? No. And and, and he'll he'll tweet it. Then I won't see it because he tweets it immediately after I send it to him. And then I come to the timeline like 30 minutes later and I just go, wait. (laughs) Isn't that exactly the same? In my replies, people are like, yo, that's a good call, man. That's a good call. I have a better pitch. I get no shout out. I get nothing, and he comes we, on the podcast and does the same thing. We have a spare seat on WrestlePurist Worldwide, ah! and that's a great way to unplug. He comes to the WrestlePurist Studios. Um, I think it'd be great, man. You know, we don't even <laughs> talk modern graps. I have no interest in talking modern graps either. We could talk about anything, because <laughs> that's the thing. Marty would be like, Punk, what, what did you think of Alba Fire and Isla Dawn's tag on SmackDown?" And he's gonna be like, "Didn't watch." <laughs> That's never something I've sent to either of you. <laughs> true, true, absolutely <laughs> you <know>? true. Well, <laughs> uh, anyway, Hush199, appreciate it. Any chances he just wrestles through this? Um, I'm going to say non-zero just because he's a maniac, but a torn tricep is something you should not wrestle through. Wrestlers in the 90s would try to do things like this where, you're, where a, a, a muscle would be torn off the bone. They would literally just wrap it up and try to wrestle, and it, it affected their quality of life and mobility for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they have a lot of deformed biceps and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, it's not pretty. Yeah. Guys would literally just wrap that shit up and just... But that was also because niggas didn't get guaranteed money. You know, so like you, 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 you spent time out of the road and you were literally just not feeding your family. So that's why people did that. Uh, would punk attempt this or be tempted to? Sure. But it's, it's not zero, but I don't, I don't think it's likely. Bam. $2. Appreciate you as always. Weak body and mind. Uh, famous wrestler did say this once before. Mm-hmm. Jake brand. Four ninety nine. Appreciate you. Prayers up for Punk. Y'all think he's done? Question mark. Personally, I think he'll come back strong. I'm optimistic he'll end his career on a high note. No, I don't, I don't think he'll go out like this. Even even if he, even if he's thinking this is it for me, he'll come back and do a match to wrap it up. But I don't even think yeah. it'll be. I don't even think it'll be that. To be honest, he'll wrestle again. It does feel like, you know, I think anyone who watches this show knows what we think of Sam Punk. But there was a noticeable decline after the twenty twenty two injuries, and it's like mm. it's gonna get more, it's gonna get more and more tough, right? Like I don't know. I think he'll wrestle again, but. I don't know a lot. That. Yeah, I can't. I can't pretend I'm confident you'll see him wrestle a lot. Unfortunately, what's tough about it, Joe, is in his mind, his opinion is that like it's because he hasn't been able to get into a flow again, and that once he gets into a flow of regular wrestling every week, he'll kind of just get adjusted to that and be back in the flow. Because his his pacing of wrestling in and out has been so disjointed, it's fucking up with him, and and it's 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 causing these like minor injuries. I think that's his mentality. His mentality is like. Wants to get back on the road doing house shows every day and and wrestling on every week. He 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 thinks like if I get on a house, like if I get right and I get on a house show schedule and I just work on the TVs and the house shows, I'll be good again. But I haven't been able to get back into that like on the on the uh, treadmill. That that's his mentality. So right. push for not. I appreciate you as always. On the bright side, with Cody going to SmackDown, don't forgetting to be main character of Raw with addition of Andrade. But man, still bummed out. Yeah, of course, it's it's never it's never fortunate when one of the top stars in the business gets a serious injury, you know. So of course, oh, yeah, we uh, know we know you're bummed out. Joe, uh, Joe missed my Gunther scoop yesterday, but uh, I was told that the same way that Judgment Day was the A act on Raw last year, like this year Imperium is scheduled to be slotted in that role, and 
this then led to a, a borderline shameless 30 minutes of me and Monty just uh, fangirling about what, what WWE PLEs will look like with Gunther matches going 27 in the main event instead of the people that have been in that in that the position. And, uh, you know. No arguments from me, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Gunther headlining fast lane in Indiana. You know, <laughs> Gunther headlining payback, <laughs> roadblock, end of the line. <laughs> end of the line was it? That was a moment in time. That was because <laughs> do you remember there was two events called roadblocks that to differentiate, and they came up with end of the line. Couldn't they just do a different name? That was the fuck. <laughs> Uh, they are funny with things like that. WWE uh, stomping grounds. To <laughs> uh, say Rhodes, one ninety nine. Appreciate it. No Randall, no OG tonight, Ibo. Unfortunate. The Knicks are on an incredible roll, twelve and two since the OG and Anobi trade. And right at the height of this, right as we're, we're closing in on the third seed in the East, our second best player goes down with a dislocated shoulder. But that's that's typical of the Miami Heat. These are cheating, dirty players that try to injure the best player. Of the post. So, uh, fuck them. Willie one ninety nine. Appreciate it. The Punk and Aaron Rodgers comparisons get stronger. Unfortunate. Mohammed, uh, 7.99. Not sure what the currency is. Apologies. Rhea versus Becky main event in not one now, surely, right? Um, <laughs> it's, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's real. So, uh, yeah, like, yes. My but it's complicated. Go ahead. Is he? Is he guys, me, me and Joe were talking about it. He said it was just like. I think Seth still gets his main event, man. He kind of <laughs> has to, because that's the only reason he's wrestling with the knee. Like, he kind of has to. That's like, like a thank you to him for, like, being a, you know. like Yeah. I, here's the thing about it, guys. So, I, I tweeted that, to me, surely, like, Rhea Becky makes sense. It's the big-time match. I'm actually more confident. I'm, like, super confident in that match being fucking awesome, you know. And yet, I tweeted this, Joe. Then maybe... I shouldn't be surprised, but like I got about twenty quotes, and it wasn't like "fuck you, Ibu," but it was like twenty quotes were like pretty much like nineteen of them were people passionately saying that it should be Bailey and Eo, and 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 I was what I, what what was apparent to me was like wow, like people are really dialed in on this one right now. They're mm-hmm. dialing on Bailey finally having that moment because as we know, she never got to have a proper main event push as a babyface on the main roster. She was absolutely fumbled, you know, when she got called up. And people are really invested in her finishing off this damage control story and facing EO. And the funny thing about that match is, um, I think there's a good and bad version of it. I know there's some people who look at Bailey's recent work and go, oh, that's not going to be any good. But I do think, I don't know how a Bailey reign would go, to be honest. But I do think on the night for that moment, winning that yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it'll come together. The crowd will be into her, and EO's going to do good, a good job. She'll have – I just think – I just had this feeling it'll just come together on the night, you know what I mean, uh, in, in a Kofi I co-sign. Like, yeah. I co-sign – honestly, either of the women's title matches is night one main events. I just – the reason the Seth thing is unique is because from what we understood of the situation, his motivation for proceeding with the injury was – I get some – you know, that was like the – the carrot, right? Like, I'm going to main event WrestleMania. So, that may be politically complicated, I guess is what I'm saying. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, cheers for $4. Appreciate it. What's up with...
Uncle Uncle Dave. <laughs> no, I'm trying to like figure out the uh, the rest of it. Will Chisholm with a classic Will Chisholm super chat, which I have to decipher before reading. What's up with Uncle Dave? Dry snitching. Dry. <laughs> What's up with Uncle Dave? Dry snitching on Malachi Black, so called not wanting to do the job, but also wants to leave. Uh, what I would say to that, Will, is I'm not going to touch the whole House of Black doesn't like jobbing discourse. All I will say is that I spoke to someone in AEW about what Dave said. And what they did tell me was that not only was it um, not only was it always planned to be Escape the Cage, but it wasn't specified to me that in this particular match there was an issue about jobbing. Now, with that said, um, I could see why that would feel that way because, again, there are patterns when it comes to these finishes. And literally nobody in the match took a pinfall, which to me was... Uh, kind of embarrassing, to be honest with you, and, and very frustrating. And if this is actually the blow off to a feud, is like just beyond limp. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like, you know, a few of them basically publicly, you know, shot it down. Like Brody King tweeted, I think I seen a screenshot of a buddy, uh, a buddy tweet. I'm not sure if he tweeted or deleted or if it was faked, you know, but. Um, Obviously, the body tweet was out there, and um, when when I saw that it was an elimination, like after the match, like I reached out to someone involved, like uh, like before Dave and before I seen Dave say all this anyway, just wondering like was it always meant to be escape the cage? And we're like, yeah, like, that was always the plan. Not sure yeah. why it was worded differently on the, the first floor that went off. So um, yeah, like you basically can't talk on if people want to do jobs or not. I'm not the person asking people to do jobs, you know. So. He did um, rule that Bud Mack got was like collateral, and he he's like never won on TV. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's singles record is like two and seven, including the win over Serpentico. Yeah. But you know, I, is what it is. Yeah, I, I I noticed that Joe, and I was like, look, like he he jobs all the time. But what I do find funny, Joe, about his denial was Dave basically went, "These guys don't job, and he want to go back to WWE." And Buddy's like, "Hey." I do a job. job. Yeah. <laughs> it was hey, I don't I don't want to go back to the movie. <laughs> like, don't fan. lie about Big it. Big fans of Bud Matt, you know. We are, we are fans. Uh Andrew the Giant, two pounds appreciate. You're gonna get Jacob Fatu to revitalize the bloodline. I have a I have a I have a Russell Pierce exclusive that we're gonna do right here on Worldwide. Roman has officially uh verbally expressed that he would like to work Jacob Fatu as a babyface. Yes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. This is a that's a big one, bro. You should have saved that for a different show. This is well. The good. reason why it's not that big is because it doesn't change. I I, I don't think it changes uh, his status in terms of if he would be <laughs> complications. Big, big Roman's got a lot of power, brother. <laughs> it's one of those things where like they they like to bring him in, they can't, and Roman Roman just kind of threw his name in the hat. Now went bring him in. Yeah. So. Bro, book it's it <laughs> Booker T did a podcast last week. Like, I'm doing everything I can to sure bring Jacob Fat to me. I'll tell you what, Joe. Roman work Roman Roman in this tribal chief form, working as a babyface post title loss against Jacob Fatu. That would be big, like 2017 Strowman Roman dynamic vibes. Yep. I mean, yeah, that that could be special. I think that could wake Roman back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll take that at SummerSlam. Yeah, of course, Jacob Fatu. I think everybody's been waiting for him to get like a, you know, a, a shot in a major promotion. But obviously, there's been reasons why he hasn't got that at, at 
we don't know what, you know. It seems like there is some complications into why he hasn't been signed by one of the big two because it seems like a layup, you know. <laughs> he's a beast, man, you know. He's just, he seems like money. Uh, yeah, we've been, we've, you've, been a, you've been a big Jacob Fatu fan for a while, haven't you, John? I have, yeah. He's, uh, he's just so dynamic. He feels like he's been creating a video game. You know, he could do everything. He ticks every box. He's special. So, yeah, we'll see if it comes to fruition. I'd certainly like to see that match, though. Certainly, I think that'd be special. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, okay, keep it moving, keep it moving. Shot on Spurs, $5, appreciate it. Ibu couldn't have 48 hours of Cody finishing the story before the punk injury. And OG now missing tonight. Let my man have some peace. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's very tough. But um, you know, what are you gonna do? I think the Knicks will be look. We'll, we'll be ready and healthy come playoff time. And when that happens, uh, when that happens, uh, I think the league is in trouble. Chris John Mike, two dollars. Appreciate it. Priest cashing attempt tonight or chamber? Question mark. Uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know. Maybe they'll use Priest to try and get to a destination they want to get to because it seems like whatever's going to try and pivot to it with because of this CM Punk injury. Seth isn't 100%, you know. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, obviously, the Priest element might be a way that they used to get out of jail sort of thing. I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? Mazdan eighty four two dollars appreciate it. Recommended Nagata matches Blue Justice Forever. <laughs> Come on, Ibu, that's, give him, give him yeah. two, two or three real quick. Yuji uh, Nagata versus Kensuke Sasaki two thousand four. Two or three is very difficult. Yuji uh, Nagata versus Kenta Kobashi for the GHC Heavyweight Championship in Noah. Nagata was in as a guest. Let's go with. Uh, Let's go with Nagata versus Katsuyori Shibata. I want to say this. This might have been at a G1. This was in like 2014-ish, roughly. I want to say 2014. And it happened in like this. I think it's a G1 match. But mm. I'm going to put those three uh, as my as my top Nagata picks off the top of my head. Uh, so, so, yeah, we'll go with that. He has some awesome matches in the Inoki-ism era against guys like Kazunari Murakami, Mirko Krokop. Yes, these are real MMA names he was taking on. But, um. God is a monster. He's a fucking beast. I love this G1 final in 2001 against KG Muto. There's so many to choose from. His catalog is unbelievable. Absolutely. Uh, Hush199, appreciate it. Did you get anything from Punk's camp about this? Um, I mean... Mm. Yeah, without any... I mean, anything Gibby's already just said, anything that's already been reported, um, mm. I don't... I don't I'm, don't think so. Uh, Clint's Clint Mint, £10. Appreciate it. Presuming Rhea is still the match, why did they make Becky a complete non-entity in the Rumble? They didn't. <laughs> How do you navigate the feud? Rhea is the hotter, fresher babyface. Does it matter if the fans turn on the GOAT? They're not going to turn on Becky Lynch. And and it'll 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 be it'll be received as a superstar versus superstar match first and foremost, and also 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 also, Becky Lynch is the out of all the women in the roster, she's not the person that you're like oh we got to shine her up to, in the rumble to, to get to where she needs to be. That's absolutely not the case. So I did expect to apply a bigger part. I, will I say. did too. I did too. Yeah, yeah. 
Andrew the Giant, five pounds. Appreciate it. Feels like there's about seven women that need stuff to do at WrestleMania. Any ideas for Jade, Bianca, Liv, Naomi, Nia, etc.? Good question. I asked Monty yesterday about what, what, who, what, what's the biggest Kabuki Warrior match they could do at Mania because they have they have the women's tag titles. And uh, my answer ultimately, Joe, was Team TNA versus uh, the Kabuki Warriors, which is Naomi and Kai and uh, and uh, Jordan Grace. Now I don't know how feasible that. Uh, I'd like to see it personally. And Jordan did tweet that this is not the last you see of TNA, which is interesting. Uh, but uh, I'd like Jade and Bianca to have a singles match personally. Yeah. Naomi could be in a tag match. Naomi could be in that uh, in that Kabuki match I just mentioned if you want to do that. Yeah, the tag will probably be like one of those four corner tags, right? Hopefully probably. not. Hope, because I agree, but you know, <laughs> realistically, probably. The thing is, the, the the those belts which are normally usually dead are finally on a good team, and because they're finally on a good team, I'd actually like to get a good two v two feud for it. But we'll see what. I they agree. Do. I yeah. Agree. Darren Cage, you As someone who will be in Fiddy forever for Mania weekend, bummed I don't get to see Punker, but I've bought, but I put, I bought what Trent say tickets to see Trent Cody. Brown. What is that? Man? <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, Cody's gonna win the belt, so shout out Darren. God let's bless. fucking go, as he says. Yeah, shout out let's Darren. Go. Push again, uh, 199. I trust Gunther can get four out of five out of one leg surf. I've seen him do crazier things. He got four yeah. and a quarter out of the miss. Wow, in the four and a quarter is pushing it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Money gives out one four and a quarter a year, bro. You got <laughs> Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you. Joe, will you review Nick Nemer versus Matt Cardona this Saturday from GCW being on Trilla TV this week? Does sound That's... like a whole but review. I, can't I was, uh, I left that Zachary Wentz match already, you know, prepared to reassess the Nick Nemer project. So I was I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I, I like that. Like world championship wrestling, brother. Yo, here's the thing. It's like, he starts out doing the New Japan thing. I'm like, all right, let's stick here. And he's, then he's starting to venture into places that might, you know, kind of, I don't know, you know, without disrespecting anyone, drag him down a bit, you know, and uh, I don't know. Listen, that, that, that once match, I felt like I was watching WWE main event. That know? was the issue. Yeah, and like, look, not trying to overrace one match. We're all rooting for him, but... That was the most raw rolls on match ever, like, and it's like it was no his pro- promotional debut. Like he could have had a little more bells and whistles, you know, <laughs> with, with no projection of like, I'm I'm a big deal, you know, nope, just a match and he won. Like, yeah. <laughs> Corey David, two dollars. Appreciate you. What would happen first, end of world or AEW times WWE? Um, I mean. <laughs> Neither's happening anytime soon, I don't think so. Yeah, I, think, I think I think AEW I think AEW would fucking go under before linking up with the WWE, you know? Yeah. Um Juan Lopez, one ninety nine appreciate it. Do you guys think Umaga's son Zilla Fatu will come over? Um I don't know, man. I don't know. He's very he's, he's yeah, he's very early in his career, man. But... He's a fat too, brother. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, do, right? I, I read somewhere that he had a falling out with Booker T in reality wrestling. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 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 It was like some attitude issues, and him and Booker kind of went, had a dispute, and Booker kicked him out. Yeah. 
Darren Walker, £5. Jacob Fatu signed a five-year deal for MLW in 2020, so don't see WWE going near him until then. Daryl, Darren, do you know what uh, MLW contracts are made out of? It's not. Uh, MLW, huh? Court Bauer, Court Joe Bauer. Halbert's favourite promoter. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him just sitting there. <laughs> Don't know what to do with this information. I'm just I, yeah. out I, I, I implore anyone at this moment to just watch like 10 minutes of MLW anything. It's just so funny. Like, it's like just everything about it, you know? Like, yeah. Mm. It's good, isn't it? good promotion. <laughs> they call they call them fighters and they do like tail of the tapes and stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> but then like the match starts and it's just regular wrestling. So D four ninety nine, appreciate you. I think a Sammy versus Drew versus Seth match should be the direction now and then Gunther versus Gable four. And Mania still looks great. Give Bailey versus Ear the main two. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Mr. Hank, 199, appreciate it. WWE total match, Cody versus Randy, Hell in a Cell with Blood, five stars. Very, very possible, brother. Randy's in his Sandman era, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really fall down anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, not just that, like, like, he can't go more than four. You got to keep him to four, you know? I was talking about last week, bro. I think we saw that come to fruition yeah, on Saturday. I, we'll get to it. I was gonna, and you know, the thing is, like, you said it, and I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know, man, because the thing is, we only saw him in those short bursts. He looked awesome in those, four, those yeah. short bursts. He's now built to be a beast in about three to four minutes. Yeah. But, but then we saw what this looks like in 15, and he was just gasping for air and holding on. And was like, oh. Look, he hurt his shoulder, too. He's a big guy now, you know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Very big. Cody Wills, 199. Appreciate it. Bill Goldberg versus Bron Breaker, WrestleMania night. So it's been an agenda of mine for a while. Oh, so, yeah. You know, Bron Breaker putting Goldberg to bed, brother. You know, calling it a night for no. Goldberg. You know, it's the way it should be done. Uh, Triple M, uh, two dollars Australia. They need a meat car title for the women on Raw. No, they don't. Mm. <laughs> it would be cool, agree. but they don't. They don't feel like they're prepared for it. But it would be cool. Like a touring TV champ for the women would be pretty cool, you know. If it was a dual branded, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not just one. for one brand. That would be a yeah. mistake. Andrew the Giant, five pounds. Appreciate you. Uh, there's a reason Zachary Wentz figure is still on the shelf. It's true. Can't get rid of it, bro. The action figures now are crazy because it's just a bunch of guys who got released. It's like a wild visual, you know. Because they take fucking bro, twenty six months. They take twenty six months to drop a figure. Dude, I meant to tell you this. The toy store, legit, unironically sincere, has twenty Jimmy Usos and not one Jay Uso. <laughs> They're in the same set, but Jim Jay, I've not seen a Jay Uso. I see Jimmy everywhere I go. He's it. They can't get rid of him. It's incredible. I mean, it just shows you. That, imagine the telling someone that four years ago. <laughs> There'd be that much of a difference, didn't you? <laughs> uh, people love Jay, brother. They do. They do, man. They do. They do. All right, let's uh, let's get into the news finally. Um, right, let me. You know, Joe Hall but filled that out for thirty seconds. We're gonna get into some professional wrestling here shortly, folks. Um, myself, Montgomery, Ibu of Wrestle Purists. Ibu, yeah, do you have any thoughts on Jimmy Uso's action figure selling worse than the Jey Uso figure? No. 
but <laughs> but that's new information to me that I find very amusing. So yeah, um, well, I don't actually find it amusing because I'm pursuing the Joe Uso figure and I've yet to see it. But you haven't um, been able to. Aren't you a guy that you you buy them at the store, right? Yeah, because that's the thrill to me. You know, mm-hmm. you have you have to actually go through the 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 process of like mowing through the top dollar figures and the Zachary Wentz figures and try to figure. Ah, out enough of know. this. Um... <laughs> Oh, we're starting to cut there, man. Action figure law. Yo, I was literally just about to get into a, a soliloquy about the death of physical media and why it's tragic. I was, I was yeah, like, yeah, we'll, we'll do it on the house show, bro. Don't worry, we got it. Oh, yeah, that's how that's whole but house show. Back tomorrow evening, people. Um, is it? Is it? All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the news of the day. The big news of today is that CM Punk is injured. He is likely off WrestleMania. This was first reported by Dave Meltzer of F4W. PW Insider then reported shortly after and also added to the report uh, that it was confirmed that it was a triceps injury. Um, It seems to have happened on the Future Shot DDT took from Drew McIntyre. It's also probably worth noting to some people, but it's not. It's been said it's not the same arm as the one that he injured in AEW. Because uh, I'm sure a lot of people remember that he did have a triceps injury in AEW as well. I had him out for a long time. So apparently it's not the same arm. Uh, he will be on Raw tonight to address his status. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not a great start to the week. You know, obviously he, he was scheduled to be in the main event of WrestleMania Night 1 with Seth Rollins uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, he was in the final two of Cody Rhodes. A lot of people were definitely wondering who was going to win that. There was definitely potential that he would have won the Royal Rumble yesterday, you know. But yeah, he's, you know, you would suspect that he was going to be at Elimination Chamber. Would have earned his total shot at Seth Rollins that way. But he's not doing any of that, you'd see. Uh, if reports are to be believed, and it's been reported multiple places now, so I think it's pretty safe to say that probably are to be believed. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be addressing it tonight on Raw. Joe Hulbert, your initial reaction? Well, I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a shame. Uh, I was disappointed, but I wasn't surprised because we were talking yesterday and I mentioned the bump, bro. I mentioned Santa, like, Santa, you guys, like, he looked like he got hurt, uh, his arm, and he kind of rolled to the side, and that's now been isolated, I believe, as being the point where it happened. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bummer because... I think, and again, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here, but it's hard to just look at it as like a thing in a vacuum. You know, injuries happen. They always suck. I always wish the best for the guy to come back. But I think this one has a different, it feels different because it's like at some point, you know, I think we kind of have to accept that unfortunately it's, you know, we're nearing the final chapter here, right? And I know that's like obvious. He's 45 years old. But he just got this return in WWE, the start of a new run. And here we are <coughs> two months later. It's a shame. It's uh he's look, he's been awesome to watch for, yeah, for, yeah. for for a long time, you know, obviously with a big gap in the middle. And so just as someone who covers this stuff and watches wrestling like we do, like it just bums me out that, you know, it, it feels like kind of you can only avoid the obvious for so long here, sadly. I hate to say that, but it just, you know, it's been a lot a lot of injuries in recent years. Yeah, he, uh, as I said, suffered a torn triceps and uh, according to PW Insider, he's going to be heading towards surgery after his appearance on Raw tonight. 
the belief among sources spoken with is that post-surgery, CM Punk would likely need in the area of four to six months to recover and do his physical therapy. So, Ibu seems like he's uh, another long-term injury, man. Yeah, another long-term injury for somebody who's 45. And uh, you get reminded that this game wasn't necessarily always built for people to go that long, you know. And uh, we forget that because we've kind of made it now. The business has now made it a a normalized thing that the most pushed wrestlers at the top level are, you know, in their late 30s and in their 40s. But I I look back to when I was growing up watching wrestling and, like, there was very few active push wrestlers that were around that age. And if they were, they were considered like long-term veteran old guys, you know, like t- when you think about it, Taker and Sean were considered the old guys when they're working each other and they're 42 wrestling each other, right. which, which is crazy to think about 42 AJ Styles is like 46. Like Hiroshi Tanahashi is like 46. John Cena is what, what is he? He's God, he is 40. 46. And and so this has been normal. Brian Danielson's on TV right now, and he's 42, 43 years old, I believe. Claudio Castagnoli, who's an absolute mutant, is 42, I want to say. Um, so many wrestlers now are, are, are 50 in their wrestling. Adam Copeland and Christian uh, are, will both be 50 by the end of the year. Um, but and regarding CM Punk, it's, it's obviously like my – I genuinely feel super bad for him because – he really, really just wanted to accomplish and achieve something here. He wanted to. He want. He had so much he wanted to prove uh, for himself, and also just to vindicate himself. And uh, it's just, it's just really bad luck, honestly. It's just really, really bad luck. And uh, I think he should just take the time to. I, I don't think he should rush back at all. First of all, I don't think there's any rush to bring him back at all because there's plenty of talent in WWE, and it's up to the creator to be competent enough to utilize them in a way where they can get some people over. Because, again, when you have a roster that has people like Chad Gable and Andrade and so on and so forth, um, these are these people aren't necessarily stars, but they're immensely talented. And it's up to your creative team to just get enough of them over that they can be players for you. And we've seen it be possible because we've seen what they've done with LA Knight, for example, last year, amongst other people. It's up to the creative to get people over to help you. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just really tough. I feel bad for Seth Rollins, who was going to get his first WrestleMania main event ever. He really valued that. That was really important to him. Now that's going to be up in the air. Uh, and uh, I wonder, WrestleMania is already just kind of, like, blown up on multiple levels between the Brock situation and Seth Rollins' injury. This now throws a third monkey wrench in, in, in those plans. Plans that they have to have cemented by 8 p.m., I, I want to remind you, because – when the show goes on the air, they're going to have to lay out what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. And uh, originally, the men's chamber was scheduled to, to, to determine Seth Rollins' uh, competitor, uh, opponent. And if they want to pivot to Gunther, they can't do that through the chamber because Gunther can't travel to Perth. Uh, so they have a lot of big decisions that they're likely making or have just made. And we're going to find out what the new pivots are. Uh, but um, the the one thing about wrestling, guys, is that when one person goes down, it's an opportunity for other people to pick up the ball. And it was already going to be a tough juggling act with so many immense talents that have to figure out what they're doing at Mania. And right now, at least, we can uh, take solace in the fact that maybe this means some, something even better and bigger for Sami Zayn, for example. Uh, so we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, one more thing else. Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Chad Gable, Ricochet, Andrade, El Idolo, 
the, the list goes on. There's so many fucking talented people on that raw roster, right? Mm-hmm. However, there is a ambiguous sense of hierarchy on the roster. And very few of them are cemented main event stars. And Gunther was going to be one of those by beating Brock, and that can't happen. Punk was going to valid was going to validate this secondary world championship by going for it. Just the very fact that CM Punk, one of the biggest stars ever, wanted to get that belt was going to mean so much for that belt. And so between that not being able to happen and Brock being out of the picture, uh, for, for very fair reasons, by the way, but him being out of the picture, now you just have a, a roster of talented dudes that I, I, I just, I question how many of them the audience sees as actual, like outside of weekly TV, main event, pay-per-view, big time stars. And I'm curious how they're going to go about achieving that if that makes any sense without yeah. big stars to put them over this happened to yeah. nagata and tenzan and those guys in, in new japan in the 2000s because muto and, and hashimoto and them were gone they couldn't get those big wins yeah wrestlemania yeah. is different it is there's a people see that differently right being in a big match at wrestlemania is different than being a big match in any other show and so there is definitely yeah. a it's a huge blow i mean it certainly is so we'll see what they come up with yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's crazy because a lot of like from a fan perspective, like, a couple of weeks ago, everyone was speculating on like, what the main event of Night Two is going to be, who's Roman's opponent going to be, and everything else kind of felt like it was going to naturally fall into place, you know. Uh, especially with Seth and um, CM Punk, and now here we are. Seth's in Seth's injured his knee. CM Punk's injured and very likely out of WrestleMania altogether. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, of course, is out for very very different reasons, which are very unfortunate. Um, he's obviously reportedly out of WrestleMania as well. So it's everything else. And the main event is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Obviously it hasn't been, we haven't seen the, we haven't seen the graphic yet. We'll probably get that tonight. I mean, yeah. cause you know, it's, it's, it, Cody's already pointed at Roman and told him what time it is, you know? So, um, and we didn't even need him to do that for us to know who he was picking, you know? So yeah, man, uh, they've got a lot to figure out. Gunther is obviously kind of like who you would turn to, but because of the travel issues and stuff like that, it kind of, this build-up to WrestleMania is very mm. awkward for them. So do not envy anyone who's running around trying to figure that out today. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, man, CM Punk injured. And I guess we'll pivot straight into Brock Lesnar. Um, obviously, we... As that has already been reported over the weekend, Brock Lesnar was scheduled to be in the Royal Rumble, but in light of, of course, the lawsuit that came out against WWE, Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, um, which obviously implied that Brock Lesnar's involvement in it, by I think he was named UFC heavyweight champion, Wall Street Journal then reported that they were told it was indeed Brock Lesnar, if anybody couldn't figure it out for themselves, so... Um, yeah, of course, a very, very dark cloud hanging over Brock Lesnar's name right now. Um, but yeah, apparently, according to reports, he was supposed to be, I think post-wrestling, John Pollock reported it first that he was meant to be facing Dominic Mysterio at, a, at Elimination Chamber. And um, yeah, obviously, I'm sure you guys will remember, Bron Breaker was thrown out by Dominic Mysterio. That was meant to right. be Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar was obviously going to, kill Dominic Mysterio in Australia. So obviously that plans out the window now. And I think it was Dave Meltzer who reported that on top of this, 
Uh, he was also scheduled to be facing Gunther at WrestleMania, as we've already mentioned on this show. So, yeah, two obviously really big matches. Obviously, I know the Dominic one is a bit, you know, whatever, but, you know, he is like one of the hottest heels in the it, business and he is Brock Lesnar. Very, so, you know. It's very thriller. <laughs> yes. Very <laughs> that, that and Brock uh, uh, Omos, it's, it's very thriller. But yeah, man. Um, I've said it in private to to you, but I'm not sure if I said it on the show yesterday. But I do think I think there's a good chance that Brock might be like done, you know, because um, it's, it's it's a hard thing to come back from. I mean, even even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't get any like any lawsuits or any you know anything major, like in the same way it's came against Vince, come against him. It's like it's such a dark cloud. It's a different regime now. It's just. He's older now. Like I said, I think I said yesterday, if he just retired like, next week anyway, without this lawsuit mm. even being a thing, I don't think anyone would be like shocked and stunned. You know, his schedule is what his schedule's been for years now. As again, again, he's in his forties, and you know, like, I know he's in great shape and everything, but he's an old guy, you know. And uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't surprise if he was out of there anyway. And he's uh, for very, very unfortunate reasons. Is uh. I think he's just obviously just going to accelerate that to the point where I think he. I do think there's a real potential, but like this is, this is it. That's we've seen the last of Brock Lesnar in a wrestling capacity. But again, I wouldn't be stunned if it wasn't because you know, yeah. With things like this, time passes and companies and corporations thinks they can get away with X, Y, and Z. And unfortunately, some people let them get away with X, Y, and Z, and we get what we get. Um, yeah, that's one of those things. I think it's a real of, possibility. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it in terms of not coming back because I think it's absolutely feasible. They're just trying to try and let this kind of wait out, you know, wait out and everything yeah. will be okay. Um, I just, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully that's a very cynical take, but unfortunately that's kind of wrestling. I just wrestling trains you to be that I, I, I agree with Joe, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, th- I think if, if they – because here's the thing. The way it was explained to me is that, like, they're quote unquote looking into Brock on a detailed level or whatever, right? And so I think what they really are, I think what Paul Levesque is likely privately hoping, Joe, is can he be vindicated enough to come in, do that job to Gunther, and then leave before? Because 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 he's a promoter, right? So he's it's he has it's the promoter brain of like, well, before we get rid of him, can he put over like my, my guy that I'm trying to push type of thing? And if they can get away with that, uh, he will absolutely attempt to do it. Um, but I just don't think there's just too much there. On it record. shouldn't happen. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, it probably will because it's wrestling. Mm, yeah. So under the old regime, I don't think it would be a question, you know, because everyone knows what Vince would have been fucking desperate to bring him back. I'm not sure oh, if Triple H. Vince would have had a, the, uh, the no, he would have had Brock on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah he'd have been on the Even uh, I think they reported like there was belief within WWE that like if this was the old regime, Brock wouldn't have missed any Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know, but we should be clear in anything. saying that like that mm-hmm. isn't so much a celebration of the new regime as it is that Triple H doesn't value him the same way Vince did. That's really yeah, what that, that comes that, down yeah, to. That's, you know what yeah, I mean? That's, like, that's all it is. Yeah. So Triple H, uh, even yeah. Triple H could have been potentially employed in a lawsuit, you know, uh, multiple mm. executives. Have, so it's like, will he even be around? You know what I mean? Who who knows how all exactly, this yeah, this, this nightmare will play out? You know, so um, yeah, but yeah, Vince was definitely like Brock's number one fan, you know. So you know, anyway, um, I'm gonna do. 
Yeah, so Brock, he was meant to face Dom at Elimination Chamber. He was meant to face Gunther at WrestleMania 40. He's now doing neither. He was replaced by Bron Breaker in the Royal Rumble. Um, and, yeah, we're just going to have to see how it plays out with this whole situation and, obviously, the uh, the knock-on effects, which includes Brock Lesnar, you know. It does look like Bron Breaker has taken on his immediate creative because he, he cut a promo saying that he wasn't finished with Judgment Day and that he was going to go after every single one of the members of Judgment Day. Uh, that would suggest that he's, at least for now, on Raw, taking on whatever they were planning to do with, Bra- with Brock Lesnar, which uh, is is good news coming out of this because Braun Breaker has been deserving of being on the main roster for uh, a long time now. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that Definitely. means he also is the guy that gets the Gunther match. I wouldn't complain if that's the Gunther match because Braun Breaker's awesome, but, um, but I think Gunther has a lot of pivot options. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, next, next topic, next subject, if you will. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet, according to PW Insider, will be back to pro wrestling by March. And quote, not for WWE. Uh, she's also visiting Japan. And when she returns, she will be making her big US return. And when asked if this means Mercedes is AEW bound, that a- the AEW source they s- said that they couldn't confirm it. And um, yeah, it's, worth, it's worth noting that it's the same source that gave them the info, uh, which led to the report by PW Insider that she was going to be at the 2023 Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, um, Mercedes, March seems to be the month that you can circle to see. See Mercedes, well, by March. So, we're going to be seeing her soon, Joe Hulbert. We are. I'm excited to watch her wrestle. This time for real, it seems. (laughs) Rather than have to speculate on on the matter. I mean, God bless, you know, all respect to her and what she's done with it. I think it's been awesome, but I think we're all ready to see her wrestle now. It's been way, way too long. It's been, it was May, right? The the Willow match, I think. So it's been way too long. Excited to see her wrestle, um, wherever that may be, even though it's pretty clear where we're trending in that way. So I'm excited. Yeah, it clearly seems like it's going to be a WWE build. Yes. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, Ibo, since we've seen Mercedes. It has been. Uh, uh, Mercedes to me is the most interesting in a wrestling ring, and so I'm looking forward to that. I'd like her to wrestle Julia before Julia leaves. Uh, I don't know how realistic that is and how possible it is, but I'd like that to happen. So if she's visiting Japan, I, I'd hope that it was it's maybe to set that up um, again, hopefully. And uh, yeah, man, I, I I anticipate AEW probably announcing a Boston TV date where she makes her debut. A follow yeah. up, so, um, yeah, and they're gonna make it obvious. So, because there's a couple TVs I think in March that are unannounced, so we'll see how that goes. And we'll, hopefully, she moves a bunch of tickets, and it's a big thing, and it feels awesome, and it feels big time. And uh, again, I'm just I'm just excited to see Mercedes back in a wrestling ring wrestling because she's a tremendous worker, and uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. Couple super chats. Uh, Jumanji Hunter, two dollars. Appreciate it. Need to get rates for Ibu's cash for rumors deal. He said it yesterday, didn't he? Forty dollars. Yeah, forty dollars, and I'll give you a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> right, right to my cash. Who needs fight for select for five dollars or whatever it is? You know, when put a little bit extra. You know, put well, that extra forty-five. You, you get some good shit, like some real good shit. <laughs> Griff Fawn, $5, appreciate it. Athletes' bodies break down commonly after 40. Everyone can't be Brady or Braun. He's never been the athlete like many other wrestlers. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm assuming talking about CM Punk. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. He needs rhythm too, and that's the other issue that we were discussing earlier with yeah, GS stuff. Uh, Nostradamus, interesting, $5. Punk should ask Orton and Styles where they got their vitamins, TM, from while they're rehabbing, while they were rehabbing. Amen. Vitamins and minerals, you know. But, but Joe, would it not pop you if Punk just came back brawlicker than he's ever been in like July? It would pop me very much. I just, you know, I think that would be an interesting choice <laughs> to be honest with you. But... <laughs> Hitting the rope with text starts to feel tender. I don't know. Hush one ninety nine. Is Jade appearing tonight or is she SmackDown? I'm not sure. I know damage. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of follow up in terms of like, reporting about Jade. Uh, no, she's going to be. She'll appear on one of these TVs. But... Yeah, of course. But I mean, as in, like, you know, people have been able to say, like, oh, we've, you know, do people are impressed with Jordan Grace and uh, haven't heard anything as of yet about anything for the future with, you know, Jordan and WWE and WWE TNA. There's been a lot of follow ups coming out of the Rumble, but uh, Andrade on Raw has been, I think that was reported on. Peter being sold for for select Dave one of one of he one of the three. He should he should wrestle tonight. He should wrestle Chad tonight. Fuck it, you know. Well, yeah, me, but in me, terms me, of Chad, be bothering, bothering Joe Holbert at at uh, at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, like brother, Andrade and Gable. But you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Jade. Uh, I guess we'll try. We'll we can try and follow up and see. Maybe we'll get follow up by the end of tonight. So also, Corey David, two dollars appreciate it. Jay's future looks bright. Do y'all believe Dave? About what? Uh, all about... I know about Dave regarding Jade was that he just wasn't super big on her performance, and essentially was saying uh, she looked like AEW Jade, where you know, like people had to bump hard for her, and like she, you know, and Brian was saying she doesn't, she struggles to remember spots and this and that. <laughs> And to be honest with you, like from my perspective, I thought Jade looked awesome. In the, in the, the fact that, like, t- t- like I, I disagree with him, like almost fixating on like her mechanics in a match where I think there are so many people who, from a star power standpoint, charisma standpoint, uh, physically, everything, uh, were there are many people that she was above uh, when it came to that, and uh, I, I saw very little to complain about, at least in that setting. So I'm not. Not only am I not worried about Jade, I think this setting is like pretty perfect for her, and it, and I. Uh, yeah. I was re- it was reinforced by by her showing at the Rumble. Yeah, man. I thought, I thought it was I thought it was promising the way that she came off and in what she did as well. It's like yeah, mechanically, technically, she wasn't you know wasn't like Serena Deeb's comeback or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, again, she she just came in general, broad strokes talking. She came off very well. I thought so. Um, yeah, and, and Jade, you know, she was never coming in as a super worker anyway, and I did think that they were they were quite harsh on. I thought the the comments at the moment were quite harsh. I didn't know that was exactly what you were talking about because the way you worded it, do y'all believe? <laughs> do we believe Dave? You know, rather than do we agree with him? But no, <laughs> we wouldn't agree with him. Well, I can't speak for Joe. No, you know. I don't agree. I don't agree with Dave. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jumanji Hunter, two dollars. Australia got screwed. No rock. Roman Punk, Seth, or Gunther. <laughs> Yo, You're gonna get a... Bronson Reed though, bro. So, <laughs> what? What? It's gonna have to be a SmackDown leaning card now. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Um, got to load on. They're gonna have to come up with something fun for Randy now. I guess to to make up for this. 
I bet he's excited. <laughs> he goes 20 and he's like, I'm fucking who? I'm fucking who? You know what I think is actually very likely for Australia uh, is a Logan Paul, Grayson Waller, uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Austin Theory. Joe's face. Uh, oh, now, hold on, Joe. Uh, let me name who the wrestling, Masao? What the fuck? <laughs> This is the thing. Versus, <laughs> let me give you the baby face title. You might, you might feel a little more comfortable. All right, hold on. Versus, whoop that trick, Trick Williams, Kevin Owens, and Carmelo Hayes. You know, just just a, a, a little party tag, just a little party tag. That's so. Yeah. Listen, let, let, let me let me give it to you like this, Australia. You get a little nice little party tag there, and then there's more lucha action because we'll get. That's a good idea. I like it. Yeah, and then another, some more. We got a, a an eight person mixed tag. You got Garza, Santos, Humberto, Electra Lopez versus Zelina, Rey Mysterio, uh, uh, Joaquin, and Raul. That's a, you know some nice little you know. Have we? Sounds like, sounds oh, like no. <laughs> we have Trick Williams beat Seth Rollins recently. Both of those matches sound aggressively just like TV matches, though. That's the thing. And it's like, if, I'm, if I was one of the Australian locals, you know, I think so, I'd just, just personally speak. Here's, here's, I think I'd rather Logan, Logan Dwayne Rock Johnson, you know. Logan, but here's the thing as undercard tags. Here's the thing. Undercard tags on pay-per-view sound, usually sound like TV matches. The, the World's End opener, which is basically just a, a, a kind of a classic eight-man tag, that could have been on a collision, would it not? Yeah. Is that the bar for wrestling pay-per-views? <laughs> you know? Well, my, my philosophy. <laughs> AEW World's End. <laughs> like, come on. That match looked the match of the night. <laughs> it wasn't a match, but it was, it was awesome. Nevertheless, uh, my point is, you know, you put those two, you do a chamber or two. Uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> what else? We're getting money saying people are not getting up for that card. You mind I'm your not getting up for anything on that. Brother, they could, put, they could put anything they want. I'm not watching WWE at 5 a.m. Are you insane? Yes, we are. We, we, do. we are very much insane to do that pretty but, regularly. But, 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 because here's the thing. They were going to do Drew and Punk. I'm pretty sure they're going to do Drew and Punk on that show, which is going to be big time. So, uh, oh no, no, they were going. No, to Punk be... would have been in the chamber, right? Right. Yeah, they would have done that, actually. So, Cody might have to saddle up and do something big in a single setting with someone there. I don't know what that would be. Who, who, who's on the roster that wouldn't do a chamber but could fight him? Bronson Reed. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'm putting a stop to this. Kyle, fifty dollars. Uh, hello. No, no, no. Hope you are all having a good day. Have you by chance heard if Tiffany also got called up? I'm hopeful she goes sooner rather than later. Um, I don't think so, but I guess we'll see, and it'll come out uh, more throughout the week. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think Bron's. I think Bron's gonna do some double duty from here on out. Yeah, he's still in the Zosty Classic, bro. <laughs> like. Yeah, so him and him and uh, Corbin, you know, mm-hmm. bad intentions. Giant Bernard and, and Carl Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cheese on for dollars. Appreciate it. WWE better call TNA to ask if they can use some talent uh, for the elimination chamber. I don't like Shelly in there wrenching the arm. I think we've got. I don't think he's got that bad, you know. <laughs> you know what though? I gotta say, they better give me my. I don't care what anybody says. They better give me my fucking Rhea Nia match at that show. 
<laughs> yes, I agree. The heat for that should be great, legitimately. The crowd should be great for that. Darren Walker, two pounds, appreciate it. Give Australia an equal simmering debut. Ah! Now we're talking. Darren's on the sank, folks. Lock in. Finally. Do, do, do Adam they... Pierce versus Nick Aldis can Stadium. We can we convince? No. Nah, oh, my God. <laughs> can we convince Roman to do the date and work work Nick Aldis? I mean, it's a big match. I think he'd be into it. Yeah. Just, if you're getting a pre-mania day out of Roman, Nick Aldis is... Yeah. <laughs> Finally say he can sink his teeth into, bro. <laughs> Honestly, you know what, man? Let's get a Cody Roman preview tag on the show. You know, That would be cool. Yeah, get Jay on Cody's team. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. You do Jay, Cody, and Randy versus uh, Knight, Solo, and Roman. You know? Super heated. You, know, you, you you could do an elim- you could make it an elimination match if you want, and Listen, maybe we'll, we'll escape the cage. The are gonna be, man. We were talking about it earlier, man. Look, the, who knows, bro? Where they're gonna pivot with this one? So yeah, we'll we'll see how it all we'll see how it all plays out. But yeah, man. Um, get ready to learn DIY. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, let's get into some of these. Let's do let's. Do our weekend recap. We've got just over 30 minutes left, but it's only a format show, the main one anyway, which we're going to do a full review of is WWE Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, there was quite a lot of, there was a lot of optimism going into this show until Thursday happened. And mm-hmm. then, you know, it was what it was, you know, it's unfortunate. But nonetheless, uh, I guess focusing on solely the show, still for me, it's not like it was a <laughs> roaring success and, you know they they got they got the like the they got the decisions right in that sense. You know, like they got the the rumble winners that people can be happy with, and there was no like you know Roman kept his belt going into Mania, and you know Logan keeping the belt on Logan. You know I don't think anyone's too surprised by that either. But the quality of the actual matches themselves were nothing to uh, you know highly recommend to people or anything like that. Not that it was all bad. There was some parts that I did like about it and we'll get into it. Um it, it's I told, I said this to Joe. Um it's funny. Like I was telling you, I, I thought the show was like a very middle of the road show. And yet mm. hilariously. Yeah it was I thought it was like a middle of the road show. Um but hilariously it had there were moments in this specifically at the end of the rumble men's rumble that I was more emotionally invested in than like most things I will be for wrestling this entire year. And uh, in the moment being that locked in and then Cody getting that win for me um, was like all I cared about. And so uh, I compared it to when your team wins a game that they played very poorly in and had a lot of turnovers and the scoring was low because the field goal percentages were low. And so it's one of those funny dichotomies about wrestling because I was talking to my other friend about this one. Cause we, I, I watched the show with friends and I was saying how like, um, you know, in the modern era, like I, I watch matches to just like for match quality usually, um, rather than like I just wanted to see my guy win. And in this case, it was like the match quality was again like just very like like mediocre to middling and uh, generally. Uh, but the people that I wanted to win won. Uh, and and I will say there were some like really nice pieces of business done in the women's rumble that we'll get into shortly. So that was just kind of my perspective on this show. Yeah, it was a. Uh... It wasn't. It wasn't a home run by any means. I don't think. But right, let's uh, let's let's just dive straight into it. All right. Opened up with the women's Royal Rumble, which probably what I enjoyed the most on the show in terms of like the actual like match as a whole. You know, um, won by Bailey. First time she's won the Royal Rumble. 
a lot of people were hoping that she would win. A lot of people thinking maybe Becky would win. A lot of people thinking that um, who else were real contenders? It was mainly just Bailey and Becky, really, wasn't it? Uh, some yeah, people, there was, Jay Cargill got a little bit of an outside chance from people, you know. And uh, but yeah, outside of that, I guess the story was like some of the, you know, some of some of the entrants we got, like Naomi. You know, Naomi is back in WWE. She came in at number two, and I believe she was the Iron Woman. Of the no, Bailey would have who actually yeah. lasted longer because Bailey, Bailey came in at longer, three. Yeah, I only crossed an hour, so your point yeah, she did. She, yeah, she had I a think Na- Yeah, she just brought it back to me. Uh, Naomi was like an hour and two minutes, and yeah. Bailey was one hour, three minutes, and three seconds. So yeah, yeah Bailey was the Iron Woman, Iron Woman, and the winner. Same as last year with uh, Rhea Ripley, she was the Iron Woman and the Royal Wumble winner for the women. So uh, it seems it seems to be a thing that Triple H likes to do with his Rumble winners. So uh, yeah, Bailey comes out of it looking great. Uh, she definitely seemed quite surprised when some of the damage control girls were showing up because it seemed like she wasn't told that they were going to be in the Rumble. So obviously that plays into tensions in that group. Uh, damage control didn't come out and celebrate with Bailey or anything. She kind of had the moment herself, pointed to the sign, and uh, yeah, man, shout out Bailey. We had TNA knockouts. Champion Jordan Grace, she showed up. She looked really good in it. Um, I thought Bianca looked good in some of her set pieces as well. We had the debut of Jade Cargill, who we were just talking about, looked really good. And I gotta stop, Monty, because you you gla- you 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 glazed over a monumental moment in our sport. Joe Holbert in front of forty thousand people. What happened when Naomi and Jordan Grace stood face to face, sir? Oh, yeah, well, obviously we'll expand they're on that. Just, I'm kind of giving the bullet points before we dive into it, you know? <laughs> no, I'm not that anything, but, but this just has to be stated. They chanted TNA. They did. They the power is back. The power is back. Cross the line. That was cool, seriously. All right. Yeah. Um, what else? What other highlights? Nia Jax got... Nia Jax came off looking like a monster in there. She got like... <laughs> don't know how many eliminations exactly, but she got a lot, you know. Um, she was like the villain, the big villain of the Rumble, you know. Um, so, yeah, she looked really good. And obviously, it was a good moment for Jay Cargill when she eliminated her. Picked her up with ease. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What was that? Nia? Chelsea kept getting fucking swatted down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to Joe Hulbert's amusement. But... Yeah, man, uh, since Ibu's brought the TNA chance, that obviously very much popped in. But Joe Hall, but what were what was your kind of what was one of your favorite things from the women's rumble? Well, I, I like the match. I, I think the highlight was I just and it was the most this was maybe the most Bailey performance in the history of Bailey performances, <laughs> in that like <clears throat> she just decided that she was gonna play a certain role in this match and the effort she put in here. Because the fact she was going over allowed her to be even more selfless than usual. And I, I recommend anyone go and watch the tape. I think about 25 of the entrants that followed her, she fed them first for their first move in the match. I mean, she would she was charging at everyone, taking their biggest and best move and making them try and look the best she could. Like, honestly, so commendable. I'm so glad she got this moment. Like, sincerely, I, watching the match made me even more happy for her that she got there, like, legitimately. So she was the highlight of all. I liked the match. First two thirds, the execution was a little spotty and uneven. 
but they had ideas. We'll get to the men's one. At least they had ideas and they had things they wanted to, you know, spots they mm-hmm. wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. The match began to take shape with Nyra and Becky, I thought, and then it really clicked with Jade Cargill. You mentioned Chelsea Green. I think she's like such a great example of someone who just understands like her character and how to make the most of her time in there. Just playing a punching bag and like stumbling from one bomb into another. It just I thought she kind of could do a good job of getting herself over. Um, the one negative I would say is this match was it reiterated something we talk about a lot, which is there is a lot of work to be done in terms of getting this mid card over because mm-hmm. a lot of them are like blank canvases to that audience and it was noticeable. So that's the kind of the negative, but as a match I liked, and I think it's one of the best women's rumbles they've done. Um, Jordan Grace, by the way, to say her offense translated to a stadium would be an understatement. She had some of the best offense the entire match, she looked terrific. So, thumbs up is my favorite thing on the show that I saw. So I, I, you, know, you know what's funny about it, Joe? Uh, Chelsea Green, like, she doesn't even break, she doesn't break KFAB on, KFAB on Twitter either. Like, she's so, like, locked into this method. So much so that, like, I, I had to tell myself that this is not, like, who she actually is. Because, like, I find myself just, like, blending in this Chelsea Green as, like, who Chelsea Green is. Like, if that makes any sense. Because I, I, I say this because I ran into some type of video where she's just talking normally. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and I just remember, like, she's, like, she's, like not a man there. Uh, but yeah, I concur with Joe Holbert Montel uh, Russell Pierce. Um, this was just uh, this this was a match that obviously, like you said, it was kind of spotty at points in the middle portions, and there were some parts like some stretches where like people came in there and they're blowing spots and things like that. Uh, but I, I, at least there were there were there were clear defined sections that were intended to get certain people over. There were clear story beats that that they were trying to further, whether it be damage control, whether it be something else um jordan section was really cool uh bianca and jade facing off like was electrifying i thought uh yeah definitely jade in general was electrifying her her picking up naya was just like the best booking of the entire show because naya jacks folks i i I should remind you has not been i'm not saying pinned has not been lifted in her return every single wrestler that has attempted to pick up naya jacks since she's come back in september has failed, including Raquel Rodriguez and other wrestlers. Raquel hit her with a power bomb from the corner, but she didn't lift her. She didn't look dead lift her. I'm talking straight standing feet planted, pick them up. <laughs> Nobody has done it. And so it's it's the right thing to do that Naya came in there and she threw all these people out. And she was dominant. She's a monster. It's a continuation of her booking. And Jade Cargill came in and she was the one to do it. And I've been saying for months that Jade's going to be the first person to lift her. As I was watching in the moment, I said the only people that should be eliminating Naya are Becky Lynch or Jade Cargill. And it was Jade. So uh, the right choice there. Uh, so I was really happy with what this match meant for Jade specifically. Um, and again, her and Bianca. That face-off itself is just electrifying. It translates to a state, uh, to a stadium. It's a, you put it on a poster. It's perfect. Um, and, uh, and 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 with Bailey, I mean, shout out to Bailey. You know, she's a, she was a sentimental favorite. She's going to be the sentimental favorite going into Mania. She's this year's uh, Sami Zayn. And so, uh, overall, I would say the Rumble was a successful Rumble. So, Jizzle says the two dollars women's Rumble was a TJ Wilson joint, and it showed. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, there's like a distinct. Sometimes he gets a little too cute for his own good with like the the individual set pieces. <laughs> but there's again, give me ideas that are executed up and down rather than like guys just kind of waiting for <laughs> to get thrown out. You know, <laughs> so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get there, folks. We'll get there in a moment. So anyway. Black Yakuza ninety four five dollars. 
Well, hey, at least Bailey might actually main event a WrestleMania now in light of Punk's injury. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, I'm sure we'll have a good idea pretty soon of who's going to be doing what, you know. Uh, what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> a lot for WWE to figure out. All right, uh, we'll talk about the US title match next. Logan Paul, six successfully? He defended. Yeah. He yeah. retained. He retained his United States Championship after Kevin Owens was disqualified as he was caught by the referee for using the brass knuckles. Although he wasn't caught in the act, he was just caught wearing the knuckles after the fact mid. So, yeah, Logan Paul keeps his belt. Um, you know, and uh, this, this was just kind of a wasn't bad it wasn't great and they just kind of wrestled around for a bit and then mm-hmm. kevin got disqualified <laughs> you know, you know okay let me be clear i didn't see this i saw the finish mm-hmm. you describing it that way has now fascinated me they wrestled around a bit this has intrigued me actually i thought the finish was pretty cute i got it is more articulate than me and i know we're, we're all podcasters and i probably should try to do a little bit better in that yeah, regard <laughs> All right. No, so so what happened, Joe, was it was a match where Logan's like working Kevin Owens' arm and that was like the, the direction of the match and stuff. And like it was like really weird to see because Logan Paul like was like, I'm gonna just be like a textbook proper wrestler, you know, and like I'm just gonna work his hand and work his hand and hand work and anytime like KO kicked out, he goes straight back to the hand. And it's like it's the type of stuff that like a coach would like be like, That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, stay on the hand, you know, it's like that type mm-hmm. of thing. But I'm watching as a fan, and t- to be honest with you, like, this was, like, the best match of the show, probably, just from a work standpoint, like, genuinely. I- I'm just at a weird spot with Logan Paul where, um, so the initial appeal of his matches was the novelty of celebrity ma- celebrity wrestler doing daredevil stunts and also just being way sharper at this than, like, he should be, right? It was like, wow, like, he- he's a natural for this thing. Look at the facials, look at the heel charisma, look at the stunts. And now... That's no longer the novel thing anymore because we've seen him now repeatedly. And so he's in the middle ground of... So now I have to just watch him as a wrestler, right? And now I'm just watching him as a regular wrestler. He's also, like, toned that down. The whole, like, jump into the outside on a prime bottle and, you know, that and the craziness, right? And so now he's just a wrestler wrestling like other WWE wrestlers, which I, I think is the wrong pivot to make. And and uh, uh, I got to say... It's happening after a lot more uh, uh, a lot more stints in the PC, and I think it robs his individuality, in my opinion. So, um, uh, to be honest with you, Logan Paul, stop trying to be a proper wrestler. I, I, be Shane McMahon. Just be Shane. Like, just do crazy, stupid shit. Stop having sensible match. Yo, they're having like a sensible hand working match, and Kale's selling it, and he's trying to go for the fist, and then Logan's kneeing it. And he's like, "Oh, my hand," and he's like, "Oh, I can roll him up." Like, no, just do stupid shit. Be entertaining. Don't be proper that's what made him stand out uh so yeah the best the best work the match with honestly a quirky finish uh, but a finish I, I still would have saved for tv on a instead of a four match a big four pay-per-view and um the other thing i got the sense of is that kale isn't super enthusiastic about this program which doesn't help um so i guess we'll see what happens but uh but yeah logan paul be shane o'mac man jump off things you know like like you know <laughs> Literally jump jump off things and break things and, you know, fly and flip and crash and burn. I don't want to see you, you know, doing holds and Fujiwara arm bars on Kevin Steen. Hmm. So there it was, John. Hmm. 
I like the finish. That's what I saw. It's not a bad match. It's not what I want out of him. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. It makes sense to me. Let's talk about the Roman Reigns fail four-way for the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight World Universal <laughs> title of the world of the globe. <laughs> um, open weight. Um, yeah, anyway. Roman Reigns successfully ends versus L.A. Knight. Yeah. There we go. Joe did the thing. That's all. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Randy Sorry, Orton. Late on that. <laughs> Randy Orton and... Bro, what do I do? L.A. Knight, Randy Orton. AJ Styles. The AJ one that was falling Styles. down a lot. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> every bro, every podcast where I've gone to go through that match, I forgot one person. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Ter- I think Roman forgot a few times he was in that one actually while he was in it. Um, I felt so bad for AJ Styles. AJ Styles is forty six, and he had to do like all the the heavy bumps in this because Roman would just get like he'd just get like knocked down and he'd roll out. You feel like AJ took some horrible bumps in this match because Randy he's not falling down, and <laughs> LA Knight. They made such a point of shining him in this that I actually was going to take the fall. I thought LA Knight looked really good in this match. Um, I didn't. So I watched this without being on like the timeline, and I didn't think it was like I actually didn't think it was bad. It was just like who could possibly care? Like everyone knows Roman is not losing. Good was it? Yeah, and he wasn't going to lose the belt in a four way. Like it had no real juice. It's just it just felt like total filler, and it's four match card. It's like it's it's a shame. I feel like there has to have been an alternative here. I don't know what that was necessarily. If Randy couldn't have a real match, a singles match, but you know, it just it didn't have any importance. You know, he doesn't ask you about this. It's vindication for Roman, who didn't want to do this match. Yeah, he, he didn't want to do a four way. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said this yesterday to Monty's. Uh, we now learn add Roman to the list of wrestlers who, when he's doing a match, when he's out there doing a match, he doesn't want to do. He's one hundred percent going to dog it. Like he just, he was like, "Fuck this," you know, and just. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't give a shit. Um, it, it was staggering to me, Joe. The thing is, when they when they were first leading towards a four way, I was like, eh. But then that three way on that New Year's Revolution SmackDown was so spirited and fun for me. Like the one with Randy Knight and AJ. AJ was kind of like going crazy a little bit, and like Knight just had a lot of juice. Randy was up for it. I'm like, okay, so then like the stadium version of this is Roman's gonna rock. Uh, it did not rock. Roman didn't give a shit. Randy Orton got tired. Uh, Knight did what he could, and then he kind of, you know, his his gas meter petered out about ten minutes in, and then AJ is just kind of just trying to do what he can with the rest. And, and yet, even with all those circumstances, I felt Joe, it was kind of coming together a little bit with that big RKO on Roman. And right as this was, it was like kind of coming together for me. Solo Sokoa comes out and does what he always does in these bloodline matches, and I'm like, like why are we doing this for a match where nobody already believes anyone's going to beat Roman, and the crowd didn't believe he's going to beat Roman, so. Yeah, like you said, just very, very filler. Very, like, I know people already say they don't like the bloodline formula. They don't love Roman title defenses. This felt like the most nothing Roman title defense in God knows yeah. how. The J match actively stunk, right? But we removed that. I can't remember a Roman PLE, air quotes, match. Just that felt this, just, like, empty. Like ultimately. it's just it's time to like it's over in it. It's you know it's, <laughs> there's no shame in it. He's had it for 28 years. Like it's just it's time. Like it's very apparent yeah. this time. And this is his last match until Cody. Yeah, <laughs> and as I'm gonna say, it's funny you say that because the winner of the men's Royal Rumble is probably gonna be the person who puts an end to it, which we're gonna talk about now. Cody.
Cody Rhodes wins the Men's Royal Rumble going back to back. The first person to do so since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, re-signed to the company. Back to back Rumbles. One WrestleMania main event. Looks like he's about to go and do his second. So, going very well for Mr. Cody Rhodes at the moment. He was in the final two with CM Punk this time, which is obviously different than Gunther last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther did have a good run this year, though. Um, Bron Breaker, as we've mentioned earlier in the show, he was introduced to the main roster here. And uh, he looked very good. Uh, what else did we have? Man? We had a, a lot of, of Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso faced off one and two. Uh, Jay Uso was... Probably the Iron Man, I think. Yeah. Um, kind of laid down a lot, but yeah. <laughs> yeah Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn came back. He was number thirty. Um, what else did we have? We had a few, you know, the TV feuds continuing. Did like, you mention Andrade? Andrade, of course, as we he got eliminated you know, by Bronson Reed. <laughs> he, did. he did. He did. But yeah, Andrade made his return to WWE. Looked very cool. Didn't really get quite the shine I would have hoped, but no. I don't know. I, I was just, me and Joe were talking before we went live, man. It's like I always thought Andrade should have came back in like an angle. And last, not last night, but over the weekend when they debuted him in the Rumble, it almost felt like they thought it was gonna come off like bigger, and not in the sense like oh he would have got a load of pop, but just in the like in the context of him just kind of coming out in the Rumble and then just mixing in and blending in, you know, like it just. Uh, I don't know. I just think they're kind of. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. The only, I made I was... him. You put him straight back in. It's just like one of the guys, you know. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. I got and Joe. I was seeing this yesterday. Some super chat or some guy was like, "I was just more surprised and more of this and that." And I, I had the hot take. I said, "If if someone's gonna make a big return or something, but they're not gonna factor into like the final stretch, save it for a TV angle because you're just gonna blend in and like not yeah. be." remembered it with the rumble and like uh, and that's what he did with ray mysterio joe joe ray could have ray was there yesterday he could have come back uh, but he elected not to and i i'm glad they did because it's like dude uh, unless you're going to be this big impactful thing you're going to end up being one of the guys in the rumble where you punch and kick and you do your moves and then the time runs out there up down to the next guy and you get eliminated midway and it's like you, again you're like you said you're just one of the guys and like Mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think this is like a, a damning indictment of what Andrade's return run is going to be. I know people are jumping to do that. I'm not ready to do that. However, what I will say is that if that was going to be his, his stint in Rumble, he just he's in there, he fights some guys, he has an exchange, throws like a guy out or two and gets thrown out by Bronson Reed. Um, just save him for returning on Raw tonight. He could just come back on this Raw as a guy who just signed. You know? So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, what what else? What else? Did we, what else did we like for the rumble then? Because obviously that was oh, kind of just bullet, I just bullet pointed, you know, the main things: Cody Rhodes won, and the you know the support yeah. entrance and stuff like that. But kind of just takeaways from the rumble because I was, it didn't get the greatest reaction in terms of like uh, critical acclaim, you know. No, um, no, it was a pretty just. It kind of was just. It felt like it was just kind of happening for a lot of it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It felt like a match that they put together very confident it was going to have crazy heat. And it did not have crazy heat. It had very little heat, actually. It, there was a moment at the end where it got to the final four and they did the big stare down. And they were waiting for them people to react. And they, didn't, they just wasn't reacting the way you'd expect. You know, it's like it happens sometimes, but it's with a rumble match, you know, it's kind of hard to ad lib, I guess. I just, I don't know, man. There was a lack of. I, I very seldom would say F I hate saying that. It's but it's like 
a lack of oomph, you know, a lack of like passion in there. It felt like guys were just kind of waiting to get thrown out. Um, Jay Uso, who obviously I love, but he was kind of a great, he was like a symbol of that and that he was in it for 44 minutes, but he legitimately was only <laughs> noticeable for the first two minutes yeah. and his last one minute. It was baffling. So, you know, in the chat's bringing up that the show was seemingly Mike Pauly, which I believe because it was a, it's a strange building. So it's put, mm-hmm. uh, you know, generously. Mm-hmm. But it just did not come together for me. And I think I really wanted to like this, you know, because I think the punk thing was a great hook. Mm-hmm. But it didn't come together. It felt cold. And then the the closing stretch with Punk and Cody was good. And it was tense, but it still felt like they were reaching for drama in a way that wasn't that didn't quite feel right you know it felt like they were overextending for drama to me in a strange way um so yeah i I just i thought it was just kind of lackluster anything have enough ideas really that's that's me personally you know it it really stood in contrast to last year's men's rumble which i thought was fucking tremendous actually i agree like i still remember like moments and spots from that match like i could look like between um seamus and gunther were the first two and and i remember uh uh, Brock came in and just destroyed a bunch of people, and Bobby took him out. I remember Edge on the ramp, like fighting with the Judgment Day guys. You know, I, I remember a bunch. I remember Logan Paul and, and um, Ricochet did that cross ring clothesline deal. I remember uh, Edge, uh, no, not Edge, uh, um, uh, uh, Seth Rollins and Cody facing off, Cody and Gunther at the end. I'm not going to remember a lot of this match tomorrow. Uh, it was it just felt very devoid of ideas. The big the big takeaways were Braun Breaker, who I thought was fucking tremendous. Agreed. Uh, that yeah. guy is an explosive fucking monster. I thought yeah. he was a big highlight there when it comes to just physical action. Um, I will I will concede that even though um, I, I hate meme wrestling deeply with every fiber of my being, our uh, <laughs> truth gag that they did was was a pretty good one where he was trying to get the hot tag in the match. That was kind of cute. I did smirk. Um, and then uh, I'll, I'll say that the Cody part at the end again. I I, I get I, I get everything you were saying, Joe. But like I was like so surprised he won. Like I was so shocked. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely like this is gonna. I just genuinely didn't think he was gonna win the Rumble. And um, I think this night needed that. I thought that this show needed Cody the, the stability and and reinf- um, and and um, reaffirmation that Cody was gonna get this thing done. And so him standing on the top there and pointing at Roman specifically and Roman looking shook at it, I thought this show needed that. And so I was very appreciative of having that moment. Yeah, man, it was uh, I, I was I was somewhat surprised as well, man. Like, obviously, I knew it was one of the, you know, like one of the front runners going into it. But like, to see it actually happen was still kind of like, whoa, they're actually doing it. You know, it was like it was like one of those. I always, I kind of had the thinking going into that he was either going to be CM Punk or potentially, you know, Dwayne Rock Johnson shows up at number 30 and just tosses everyone out and <laughs> goes ahead to the main event WrestleMania. But in the end, Cody Rhodes, yeah, he got it done, man. And to talk to the Rumble, kind of my experience, I think I was talking to Joe about this before. It was just like, I found myself very early in the Rumble, like very early in the Rumble, like, all right, let's get Cody and CM Punk in. You know, because that's the story. The story going into the Men's Royal Rumble was basically like, who's going to finish their story, Cody Rhodes or CM Punk? And I appreciate that they tried to kind of get Gunther in on the conversation with what they did on Monday. Obviously, the Sports Illustrated article, which was then retracted, accelerated that, you know, the belief in Gunther maybe winning. But um, And Gunther did look very good in this, and I think the match did pick up a little bit with his presence being in there, you know. 
um, because he's he's obviously just so good, even when he's just kind of going from piece to piece, you know. But yeah, man, I did find myself just kind of waiting for that final two, you know. Um, I think they would have benefited from getting one of them in a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, man, it just well, it wasn't in terms of like from start to finish. It wasn't really the most interesting rumble, was it? It just. No. But it, it, the, very, the the end, the, by the end, the final two, I was genuinely like on the edge of my seat, and that's not to right. say that it was like they had like a four and a half star classic in the final two, and it wasn't even anywhere near as good as what Cody and Gunther did last year. But the suspense of like who's actually right. going to win, both guys could like, win. It, really, yeah. it gripped me in, you know what I mean? So um, I enjoyed it from that aspect, but in terms of like, like I said, from start to finish, this didn't, you know, it didn't really do it for me to be honest. It's crazy because modern rumbles usually that's the one thing they have is like the sections and the set pieces and the ideas and the spots, you know, like like the era of like they, them just punching and kicking into the final six, like kind of you know what I mean? Like literally where it's literally just punch kick into the last six people or something. Like that ended a while ago. So to just kind of see it be that was uh, interesting. I'm sure obviously that Brock Lesnar not being there probably affected the rhythm, even though Dave is saying that Braun just took all the spots. But uh the other thing was the agent thing of it. Like I know we're running out of time, but um like, I felt like, Joe, like, there'd be spots that were coinciding with someone's entrance, and it was, like, timed out very weird in that way. Like, Braun would be eliminating yeah. everybody. They're already doing the countdown and stuff. Yeah, definitely thought they lost their, their timing a couple of times, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but like I said at the start, before we got into the Raw Rumble stuff, it's like, they did hit, like, all the big things yeah. that they needed to, but in terms of, again, just kind of quality start to finish, it was just, like, it wasn't the most exciting, exhilarating show to watch, was it? No. Which was, you know, embodied by the men's rumble itself. But, yeah, man, Royal Rumble 2024 in the books, and, um, yeah, man, Cody and Bailey are the winners of the men's and women's rumbles. All right, uh, quickly touch on AEW before we get out of here. Brian Danielson wrestled Eugene Nagata. On American television, either quickly, because yeah. quick thoughts, brother. Uh, I had a good time with this. I thought um, Eddie Kingston gave this the right amount of gravity. He had <laughs> yeah. insane reverence for Nagata. He's just, hey, he's just such a fucking mark. Uh, but uh, Nagata deserves deserves that level of treatment because I, I don't think sometimes it's sometimes it's hard to really get across just what he means to pro wrestling, especially Japanese pro wrestling. So um, he's a legend and he got out there with Brian Danielson. They had a fun match, they had a fun wrestling match. And, and, uh, and Brian Danielson got the win and they got to further the Eddie Kingston stuff with it. So I had a good time with this one. John. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yuji is very good at like understanding what he can and can't do. Yeah. That's yes. why his matches generally are good. You know, like, and he basically did a limb work match and they had this cool dynamic where like when he went for Brian's shoulder, Brian almost like, like, tried to warn him, like, if we're really going to play this game, like, it's not, you know, like, it ain't going to end well anymore, but Eugene Nagata didn't give a damn and just kept kicking his shoulders. So, yeah, I uh, I really like the match. Really liked it. And uh, we got... Serena Deeb made a comeback, just just wanted to mention it, really, because we haven't really got yeah. the time to dive into it as well as the moment. Like Serena Deeb came back against Robin Renegade. I thought she looked pretty sharp, considering... Um, she looked very sharp, man, and it's like it's something that it, it kind of stuck out to me. That like what she was out with wasn't an injury, so it's not like you looking out for her, like oh, her knees a little bit dodgy now. Maybe she's a little bit slow on it. Like it was nothing like that because obviously it was a different issue that she was having. So um, yeah, it was good to see her coming back looking sharp against Robin. Cut a nice little promo as well, saying that she's back to elevate the women's division. I'm sure she's definitely more than capable of doing that, man. She's very good. Um, Absolutely, but yeah. 
main event, escape the cage, six-man tag, elimination match. FTR and Daniel Garcia teaming up to take on the House of Black. And uh, a lot of talk about stipulation and stuff like that. We kind of got into it a little bit earlier, but I I enjoyed it, man. I I really enjoyed this match. So the stipulation being a stipulation, uh, maybe it probably would have been better if it was just a straight-up cage match, you know, but for what it was, I still really enjoyed what they gave me, so... I weren't leaving that thinking like, oh, I wish it wasn't this or I wish it wasn't that, you know? So, mm. Ibu, you're grunting, you know, quickly. So, I'm so upset, bro. I, I'm going to have to get on, get into this somewhere. Maybe it's a Holbert House show. I'm, I'm, it just, the, the energy and the vibe of this match was correct. And the passion was there. And they're working so fucking hard. And it was so charming and encouraging to see, which is why it was incredibly frustrating, man. <laughs> That we come back for segment three, and every elimination is escape the cage. And not only is every elimination escape the cage, I'm like, okay, at least DG and and, and Malachi, we're gonna get a pinfall here, right? And DG, the babyface, is trying to run away from his opponent. What part of his presentation would suggest that's what he would do? Oh, yeah, there was definitely holes in logic. No sense of finality to what's supposed to be a feud ender, so fuck this. Fuck everything about the agenting of this match, which is such a disservice to the talent's effort. Really frustrating and something that hindered what I thought was an otherwise really, really awesome match with guys who fucking laid it out on the line. Massive props to FTR, who, like, say Joe and Monty, they fucking... All right, Ibon, let's quit you off. Joe, what did you think of the match, mate? I really like this, Monty. Um, I think Escape the Cage, while presents some logic holes with this, was guilty of. I do think it allows for some great drama. And I thought the the finish with Mark Briscoe was like a great babyface triumphant moment. It allows you to do something a little bit more theatrical with Garcia. Um, I I liked it. Now, again, I completely understand why there's a divide on Escape the Cage. I thought we allowed them to do something kind of singular for this particular match. I really liked it. Yeah, man, it's going to split opinions. It is what it is, as you clearly, as you guys clearly just saw. And I'm going to have to do a speed run through these two shots and we're getting out of here, people. So I appreciate all the people who sent these. I'm Nostradamus, $2. Rumble audience was weird. They seemed bored. Uh, Willie199. Pat was actively bad, didn't know people and storylines. Well, he was a guest commentator, bro. He's not going to be fully brushed off, is it? Hush199, appreciate it. The Rumble show to move... The Rumble show to move... The Rumble show to move on from Trash Rebel. Yeah, a lot of people not very big fans of Death Rebel at the moment. Pedro199, appreciate it. Dirty Don was booked to eliminate Brock. Madness. Many are saying this. Hush199, appreciate it. Damn, what a stacked raw card. What the fuck? Added Sammy and Drew. Yeah, man, uh, big, big full pay-per-view. Wonder a big raw coming out of it, I'd assume. So that's what they've got to go for, especially with some of the unfortunate news that just came out in, in regards to the injuries, never mind everything else. But, okay. Guys, thanks for watching. It has just hit 8 p.m. Eastern, so we are getting out of here. And, um, yeah, appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Please like, subscribe. Please make sure you do that on the way out if you haven't already. And um, appreciate all the Super Chats. We'll be back tomorrow with a Raw review. And uh, they'll get into that Kevin Owens news that's just breaking as well. So, um, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs>